I hope I can get through this message without just crying and crying and crying. But if I can't, that's okay, too. We've been full all morning. And uh, God has just blessed so much. Listen, how, how many times have I preached this church walking in divine paper? Hundreds. <laughs> I mean, I know I hadn't just actually preached that message, but a time or two. But, you know, there's a lot of messages we've preached over the years that's had divine favor in it. Because church, listen, because of this scripture right here, we walk in divine favor. And if we don't, whose fault is it? It's not his, is it? It's our fault. Amen. I want to read this scripture one more time for you. I want to preach this morning on crucified Christians. He said, I, this is Paul speaking. He said, I am crucified with Christ. What's it mean to be crucified? It means death. He said, when I died with Christ, he said, I, amen. And he said, Christ took and nailed my sins to that cross, and I died with Christ, amen. He said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Now, how can he die and still live? You die your sins out completely, washed as white as snow, and become a new creature in Christ, Amen. That's how you die and still live. And that's how you know you've truly been born again or that you've truly been saved is because you gave your heart and life to Jesus and you became a whole new creature. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And listen, yes, in my 20s or my teens, late teens, there was times I doubted and I thought, am I truly saved? But that's just because I was a little mixed up. Because when I really got down to it and got down on my knees and talked to God, I knew I was saved. Because you can't feel what you feel when you're saved, amen, if you ain't saved. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to tell you, if you're sitting under the sound of my voice today, you don't leave here without knowing. Do not walk out these doors without knowing that you know that you know. And listen, I'm, not a I'm asking you, if you die today, will you go to heaven? If you die today, do you know you will be with Jesus? If you die today, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. If you take your last breath today like this 40-something-year-old tender did, if you take your last breath, will your next breath be in the arms of Jesus? You can know that today. You don't have to leave here wondering. You don't have to lay down another night and worry about it because God says, yes, you can know. Amen. But I love this scripture. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. See, he's living within you. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I believe the Christian life is the most noble life in the world. I believe that. Amen. And, and folks, if we're going to be crucified for Christ, we've got to act like it. There's some things in our life that, listen, when you walk around in this life, does people know you're a Christian? Do they truly know you've been saved? Do they know you've been born again by your actions, by your ways, by the way you smile, by the way you're filled with joy? Because if you are born again, you should be filled with joy. You should have so much happiness in your wife. You should have so much happiness in your husband. You should have so much happiness in your children. 
You should have happiness in your family, in your church. You should have happiness in everything you do. You should have happiness when you're by yourself. Why? Because you're never alone. You're always with Jesus. Amen. There's some things in our life that needs to be crucified if we're going to be what God would have us to be. I want you to realize Jesus Christ is living within you. This is the temple that Christ has chose to live within. And if you've been born again, he's living within you. I wonder, is Jesus happy with what we are today? Amen? But there's some things that need to be crucified, and I want to go over them today, okay? And I want you to listen, and I want you to listen what the Holy Ghost of God spoke to my heart. But I thought about this. Our feet need to be crucified. Amen? Where's your feet taking you? Listen, when nobody's watching, when nobody knows, when mama don't know or daddy don't know, when hubby don't know or wife don't know or children don't know, where's your feet taking you? Are they taking you to places that they really shouldn't be taking you? Amen. Have you thought about that? They took Jesus' feet. They crossed them over. And they took a spike and they drove it through his feet. For me, for a sinner like me, God knows my heart. And Brother Rayburn, I was the chief of sinners in my teens. And they took my Savior and they crossed his feet. And they took a long spike and they drove it through his flesh. And they did that for me. And he's asking, can you crucify your feet for him? Can you watch where you're letting them feet take you today? Amen. Not only your feet. Amen. I'm going to go down through a long list today. Amen. You get ready. Because I've asked God to just break every heart in this church because he did mine. He got a hold of my heart and my life through this. Amen. But not only your feet, is your hands. Is your hands crucified? Jesus' hands were they took his hands. You know what? I don't believe he made the sound. I don't believe he might have hollered when they drove a nail. But I don't believe he followed one bit, Brother Robert. I believe he laid down on that cross. And I believe he laid his arms on those posts. And they started driving the spikes through his hands and his feet. And he said, Is your hands crucified? What are these hands handling? What are these hands handling? Are they handling the things that they shouldn't? Are they handling the things that they should? Amen. Let me ask you this. I thought about this as I sat at the table thinking about this this morning. Would Jesus handle the things that you're handling? Would Jesus' feet go where your feet's taking you? Would Jesus' hands handle the bottle of whiskey that you're drinking? Would it handle the joint that you're smoking? Would it handle that woman that you're going out with on your wife or that husband, that man that you're going out with? Amen. Listen to me, church. This is so serious today. This is so serious. Listen, when God tells me to give somebody a warning about death, as I had to before I started this message, you better listen. You better heed. Because when God gives a warning, it means something. I went out the other night, Brother Rayburn, let me tell you how I feel about warnings from God. I needed to go to the store and get some things for Rhonda and the Bell to finish washing clothes. I went out and I got in my car, and the Holy Ghost spoke to my heart and said, don't go nowhere. I said, go back in the house. 
You said, well, that's crazy, preacher. It might be crazy to you, but I believe he saved my life a many a times. Driving down the road when I, I pulled off. I pulled, and I turned and gone a different direction home or a different direction to where I was going because I felt like the Holy Ghost was telling me to. Besides, let, let me just tell you this, and some of you knows this, but when my boys were little, I, I was so close to the Lord, and, and God was dealing with me, me and Rhonda was going, that's when we didn't have a Sand Mountain Walmart, Dollar General. And we had to go to Walmart to Fort Payne to do all our buying. I'd been praying and, and, and studying, and, and, and Rhonda said, we need to go. And I, The boys had gone over to Mom and Dad's right next door, and, and, and I had a burden on my heart so strong, it, it, was just, it was just eating at me. And me and Rhonda, I flew to Walmart. We got Walmart, and I pushed that buggy around just like a mad wild man. Rhonda said, what's wrong with you, honey? What's going on? I said, honey, there's something wrong, and I don't know what it is. And before, by the time we got in the car, I said, we just got to hurry up and get home. I feel some kind of danger in my heart. I said, I don't know what it is. When we got in the car, I started telling her, I see a vehicle running over our children. I said, I see it in my mind. I said, it's about to drive me crazy. We've got to get home. And God forgive me, but I even run a stop sign or two to try to get home. And when I got home, I went in screaming and hollering for the boys, and they were outside. Them and Nathan were outside at the culvert at the road behind Mom and Daddy's house after crawling around that culvert. I went to holler, and I said, get in this house and get in now. And then listen, when Mom and Daddy screamed the right way, kids know it. When they know you mean business, they know you mean business, and they'll do it right then. Just as soon as I hollered, they knew I meant business. Son, there they went. They took off. I went over, and I leaned, and I was talking to Mom and Dad and Charlotte and Barry. I believe, I believe y'all were there, right? I leaned up against the bar, and I was standing there, and I heard the awfulest sound. I was looking through the window, and I seen a truck flipping right down the road. Flipping right down the road. The truck might not have actually run across where those kids was, but you don't know if they'd heard that truck. They might have run right out in front of it. And they was tools, big pipe wrenches this long, sticking up in my yard. I'm going to tell you something. God warned me that morning. That's not the only time God warned. God will warn us in church. God has sent a warning today. And I'm telling you, if you're not right with God, don't leave here. Do not leave here today without your heart where it needs to be. Amen. But our feet need to be crucified. Our hands need to be crucified. Not only do our hands, these ears need crucified. These ears need crucified. Be careful what you're listening to. How many of you this morning, you don't have to raise your hand. I wonder how many of you, the old devil told you, said, ah, lay there. You don't have to go to church this morning. Lay there. What, what need, why do you need to go to church? The old devil speaking, oh, just, oh, you're tired. You, you worked hard all week, or uh, you didn't get the rest yesterday. Just lay there. This morning. Said, Amen. You think you're the only one? He did it to me this morning. I said, uh oh, devil. And I did lay there a little longer than normal. And then I got to thinking, God got to deal with me. And I thought, uh uh, I ain't going to allow this to happen. Amen. But our ears, what we listen to, uh, the voices, amen. And, and you know what the worst thing I thought about when I got thinking about crucifying these ears? Let me tell you something. Don't you ever come to this pastor and try to tell me something about somebody else. 
Do you hear me? If you want to tell me something somebody else is doing and you think it and I need to know, you come to me and you tell me we need to get so-and-so and let's talk about this. Don't never come to me and start telling me something about somebody else because that's not the way God intends for it to be. God, my ears, I will be just as in, much in sin as you are if I listen to it. If you listen to somebody, somebody comes to you and says, Why that brother Jeff, he did, brother Jeff's doing this, brother Jeff's doing that. Oh, that sister Rhonda, Lord, that brother Ryan, that Miss Linda, oh, Lord, Miss Joan and Don and, and brother Rayburn, brother Danny. and, and that, You sit and listen to that mess, you're just as guilty as they are. Amen. That's all the devil would have for these ears to listen to a bunch of garbage. Jesus said, crucify those ears and quit listening to that mess. It's no good. If it ain't a God, it's not any good, and we don't need to be listening to it. You know what I listen to? And listen, I'm not saying that, that it's wrong to hear a country song every now and then or a good old classic rock. I didn't say that. But you know what I listen to? I listen to WMBW and the Word of God, and I love it. I, I didn't always, yeah, listen, I get a guitar in my hand, I'll play a little Sweet Home Alabama. Can't help it. I get that piano by myself, I love to play Freebird. Amen. But listen, I'm telling you, when you get to listen to do a bunch of garbage to a bunch of filthy mouth people singing songs, amen, and rapping, and all this devil worshiping stuff, watch out. Watch out. Amen. Watch out. But listen, it don't go much. All you got to do is turn on a cartoon if you want to hear some filth. I sat and listened to my my babies watching cartoons, and, and then, did I hear that? Did, that? did they really call somebody an idiot or stupid? Or Forgive me, there ain't no kids in here, is there? Amen, I'm sorry. But I'm just repeating what I heard on cartoons. I heard some things on cartoons that I would never let my boys hurt. Listen, what these ears hear, we've got to crucify these ears because these ears is listening to a bunch of garbage, you're guilty. Amen. Don't want to crucify it. And listen, y'all are quiet. Lord, y'all are quiet. Amen. But listen, this message got me quiet this morning too. Got me off humble, Brother Raven. Had to do a lot of praying this morning for the Lord to allow me to preach this message. Not only our feet, not only our hands, not only our ears. But we need to crucify these eyes. Jesus' eyes were. You remember where, uh, uh, the scripture said uh, Isaiah was talking about Jesus when he said his visage was marred more than any man ever. His visage. I wonder what your eyes is looking at. Right here, did you know you can pull up every sin in the world on that right there? Did you know you can accidentally pull sin up on that? And before you know it, you can be so hooked on sin with these eyes, seeing things that you don't need to see, porn, amen, just even naked pictures, just there's so much sin. But Jesus said, crucify those eyes, not only your feet, not only your hands, not only your ears, but crucify those eyes in what you're watching, what you're looking at, Amen. God knows what we're doing. Listen, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you can come to church all you want to and still be out in sin. Still not have a personal relationship with Jesus. Amen. He said, live for me, walk with me, talk with me, and be what I'd have you to be. Amen. Praise the Lord. 
Amen. Our feet, our hands, our ears, our eyes. And you know, I got, I got a lot. I could preach on that, but I, I'm, I'm going to go on because I feel like I need to. Amen. I, I, believe God, I believe God's dealing with so many people this morning. And like I told you, he dealt with my heart first. Amen. But, but listen, when you watch those dirty movies, I mean, when your children see you sitting there watching, and, and you say, uh-oh, that's an accident. We fast forward it. Church, please be careful. I'm not telling you you're a sinner. You know, you're, it's between you and God. I'm not telling What I'm telling you is, if what you're watching is a sin, then you need to watch what you're watching. Amen. And if what you're watching is going to help your children to stumble or is it's going to break down the, uh, the, the belief and the trust that your children have in you, you don't need to be watching it. You know what mine, wife, me and my wife, as we raised the boys, if we even thought it might even possibly be wrong, we didn't do it. If we even thought there could be any sin at all involved in it, we just didn't do it. That was our motto. Because if there's even a slight possibility of it happening, don't do it. Don't do it. Amen. Crucify the Lord. Listen, y'all are so quiet and y'all have quit smiling at me. Amen. I love you. I love you. Amen. And you sure ain't going to like this. But it's here. What's the deadliest weapon in the world? It's tongue. Listen, I'm preaching y'all the truth. You know that. Now, can I get an Amen. If we are what God would have us to be, we will crucify this tongue. Because the Bible says this is the deadliest weapon there is. This can destroy anybody sitting in this church. I have absolutely seen it destroy people. There has been people come to me that were ready to commit suicide, not just one or two, but dozens. Because they had lies been told on them. And their lives had been destroyed. God help us, church. God help us. Amen. I was talking about the ears. What about the one that's running around here talking about everybody? What's the word say about a busybody? They're just as guilty as a liar, just as guilty as a murderer. Amen. A busybody that runs around talking about everybody. God help us. God help us. Watch what you say. What does the Word of God say? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. I wonder what your kids is hearing out of your mouth. Are they hearing, oh, Lord Jesus, we love you? Are they seeing you study the Word? Oh, amen. Are they hearing what built out of your mouth? Are they hearing the Lord's name in vain? What are they hearing? I believe we've got to crucify these tongues first and more for all. Amen. If we're going to be what God would have us to be. Amen? Our feet, our hands, our ears, our eyes, our tongue, and one more that's got to be crucified this morning, and that's our heart. Christ lives within our heart. Listen to me. This is the last point. Christ lives in your heart. If you've truly been saved, Christ lives in your heart. What kind of vessel are you giving him to live in? Is he happy with the way you're living your life? Is he happy with how you, amen, your everyday walk of life? He knows everything. Every hair on your head is numbered, church. I have had adults come to me and sit in my office and cry their hands full because the way they took their kids to church all their life, but they never lived what was told in church. They took them home, and they lived like a devil in front of them.
Rhonda and myself had sat, and we'd had them just to weep, just to gasp for breath because their children were in prison, because their children were in jail, because their children were in so much trouble, because they never lived for the Lord like they were supposed to. They put the world in front of Jesus. God knows your heart. God knows your life. God knows if you've been crucified with him. Yet not him. Amen. Not you, but Christ lives within you. Let's all stand. Come.